You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Hey everyone, this week's episode of Grounds for Discussion Discussion is brought to you by Holiday Inn Resort, Orlando Suites, and Water Park, Terror at the Inn, The Mummy's Curse. A long-lost Egyptian crypt has been unearthed. Join the expedition to bring an ancient world of gods and monsters back to life. Will you be able to survive The Mummy's Curse? This Halloween season, bring the family and visit Orlando's newest haunted attraction, Terror at the Inn, The Mummy's Curse. Select nights through October. Visit terroratheinn.com for more details. Ooh, Ooh, I hope they have coffee too. I hope Brandon Fraser's there too. Oh, it would have been better if he'd gotten his cup of coffee. I think so. I believe they do serve coffee at the uh, Holiday Inn though. Mm, that's my kind of hotel then. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Mm. Hey guys, technology. <laughs> Am I right? Can't live it, can't live without it. Well, this week I can definitely live without it because when I was editing this week's episode, part of the audio got corrupted. Not exactly sure what happened, but my part of talking about the album's review this week was completely deleted for some bizarre reason. So if you listen to the podcast right after we stop talking about the concert we went to, my audio will cut out a little bit, but you can faintly hear it on John's end. So I will instruct you to turn your speakers up to listen to that part. And then when newsflash comes back in, when the audio didn't corrupt, I will let you know when to turn your speakers down again. So your ears won't bleed again. Sorry for the technical difficulties this week. We appreciate your love and support. And I promise my computer will have more coffee to get through the next week. Thanks. One, two, three, four. If you're out on the road, feeling lonely and so cold, all you have to do is call my name and I'll be there on the next train. I will follow anywhere that you tell me to if you need if you need, need me to be with you I will follow you when you leave Cut to Dr. Shapiro's office The shrink Morning The doctor opens the door and Rory enters Sorry I'm late well, considering how many times you rescheduled, I'm just happy you're here at all. I was just spending some time with my mother. You know, we were apart for a while, so... You were? Yeah. Falling out? N- nothing major. Just mother-daughter stuff. I-, I don't have to lie down, do I? <laughs> no, that's not a lying down couch. Oh, <laughs> good. So, did this falling out have anything to do with your dropping out of school? Boy, <laughs> we just jumped into this, didn't we? You want to talk about something else first? N- no. I mean, we're here to talk about you leaving school, so I figured let's just start there. What happened? Nothing. We fought. I'm fine. We're fine. I hear you had some legal problems. My, my. those are some big ears you have there, Grandma. Stealing a boat is a pretty big deal. I was upset. About what? About life and things and stuff. You spent a night in jail? Yes, I did. How'd that feel? Great. You don't want to talk about this either. 
I'm just, I'm sick of talking about it. That's all. You seem very agitated. I'm not agitated. I, so I spend the night in jail. Big deal. So did Martin Luther King. Are you comparing yourself with Martin Luther King? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I'm saying that he spent a, a night in jail and I, so did I. You were arrested with your boyfriend. Yes, I was. Tell me about that. About what? He was my boyfriend then, and now he's not. He's not? He, no, he's not. We broke up. No. Uh, no. I'm sorry. He broke up. I thought we were just taking some time. But apparently, I'm a moron. Uh, is this Logan? Um, you have his name too? Super. I, did, did you just have the picture of him hijacking me in the hallway earlier today too? I'm sorry, what? I mean, how fair is that? He's gone, and then he shows up out of the blue. You can't live here anymore. This place is a dump. And by the way, I love you. I love you? Is he serious? I don't know. Nothing for weeks. And then he just decides that he loves me. So, what happens now? I get another Birkin bag? And how long until he doesn't love me again, huh? I stole a boat with him. I never stole a boat with Dean. Who's Dean? My married ex-boyfriend who I lost my virginity to? Wow. Yeah, I'm a treat. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I I don't think I can take running into him every day in the halls and the paper and the coffee cart. Oh my God. I'm going to have to quit drinking coffee. And I love coffee. <laughs> I really love coffee. some tissues right now here <laughs> just just even, that was emotional it was what could you what would you do if you never could have coffee again Ooh, i don't know man while you're avoiding your ex-boyfriend dean i, I don't know how i could handle that i don't, I don't think anyone Rory could. had it pretty rough man she did she did bring some of it on herself though let's be honest here oh yeah she did especially in that final season right oh my gosh Whew. wait a second adam we're not gilmore guys are we no, that's already a podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so this isn't the Gilmore Girls special edition episode, right? No, this is G four D grounds for discussion. discussion. The podcast where John and I, me being Adam, drink copious amount of coffee and talk about the latest albums that have come out, as well as the latest music news and some other great artists that you can check out. Yes, all. In the name Fun of coffee, stuff. all in the, all in the name of coffee are yeah. We got some good articles. Lord to talk and about Savior this. coffee. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> do you have a moment to tell you about our Lord and Savior coffee? <laughs> yeah, we got some good uh, discussions about news this week. Oh yes, we do. Last night, uh, recording this was the uh, AMA Awards. Ooh, I can't American wait to talk to you about Music. That. Cannot awards. wait. Did That's you watch the... any of it? <laughs> no. Oh. Absolutely not. Okay. I avoid pretty much all award shows like the plague. Yeah. I'm only really kind of invested in it if there's artists that I like. Mm. Other than that, it's like, 
I don't know who these people are. I don't care about them. Yeah, I very felt old last night. Like, that's, who are these damn kids? That's that's pretty accurate, too. Like, some people I knew, and, like, when they sang the songs, I'm like, oh, okay, I've heard that song on the radio, but some of them were just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I... I Mm. It's already hard, hard to give awards to music in general, but you're well, you're only picking the three same artists for categories, and and, that, and that's my biggest thing. Do I really need to see Ed Sheeran win another award? I don't think he won anything last night. Oh, he didn't. Uh, he was nominated a lot, but I didn't see him go up. Oh, uh, now that makes me happy. Uh, John has never smiled in like <laughs> weeks as much as he has right now. Look at his face. It's like a giant Joker-sized smile, like the Jack Nicholson one. Yeah. Like my cheeks have come back and everything. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I, I'm i sure that there are some Ed Sheeran fans that who listen to this podcast. I don't know why they would, but who listen to this podcast. Hey, we and, don't exclude anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And every time I bring them up, they're probably like, why is why is Ed Sheeran his mortal enemy? Well, maybe someone will petition to have Ed Sheeran come and play a show at my house, and you know, you can be there too, and it'll be like Pitbull when he got sent to Alaska. You know what? Given the opportunity, I would love to interview him. Mm. Because, honestly, I would ask him the tough questions. Like, for well, this that song, a- what artist did you steal this one from? What was that one episode of The Office? It was like, I have one question. Who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just start off with that. Who do you think you are? And you just be like, Mitch here. No, who do you really think you are? <laughs> I just told you I'm Mitch here. Yeah, I'm in love with the shape of you. Oh, brother. When when we were in St. Augustine recently for the Wu Tang Clan show. Oh yeah, we the- saw the Wu Tang Clan. There Speaking. was a wedding that was going on, and they were playing an Ed Sheeran song. Like they he, had a guy on the guitar playing he's it. He's been a very popular choice for weddings recently. I went to a wedding, too, recently, and they played, um, what's that one song? We found love right where we are. Actually, their wedding song, too, was uh, perfect. I knew Ed Sheeran. Ugh. <laughs> Why? There are so I many I feel like better... there has to be a rule about wedding songs where it has to be like an old song. It can't be like a new song. I don't know. And if it's a new song, let it have some meaning behind it. Well, I'm sure I don't it's believe special for, for a them, second. But, you know. No, no. No Ed Sheeran song like that can be special <laughs> to someone. You want to know why? Because yes. John's black heart of coal <laughs> and pop music. <laughs> and Ed Sheeran played a song and John's heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> no, I just kind of feel like it's not really unique. Like for for our for our wedding, my wife and I's wedding, I suggested a song that ended up making sense for the two of us because we had gotten engaged relatively close to Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And the song was about Valentine's Day. and What Valentine. song is it? Oh, it's a Paul uh, McCartney one, right? Yeah, it was a Paul yep. McCartney one. And it was talking about, like, you know, what if it rained? And we were so worried about it raining on our wedding day. So, like, little things that tied into... What if it rains? Don't worry about it. What if you jack off with John? Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Adam, I chose to wipe that from my memory. Why did you have to bring that back? Oh, we brought it back. We actually were get back. <laughs> Back to back, if you know what I mean. Oh, get Jack. <laughs> get Jack. Get Jack to where you want to. Beat off. Beat off, JoJo. Oh, boy. Anyways. 
No, I haven't gotten <laughs> chills like that in a while, sir. Mm, you know, the last time I got pretty good chills was when we saw Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Happy to say that John and I were not the only white people in the audience that night. So props nor, to us. Nor were we the whitest. Yes, very true. But we saw Wu Tang Clan on their 25th anniversary tour doing all the 36 chambers and some greatest hits. What a show, man. It was pretty incredible to see it was 10 of them, right? All 10 of them up there. Well, I mean, so there's eight members. One of them passed right. away, obviously, ODB. And the unofficial honorary member, Capadonna, was also there. Uh, they also ODB's had Street Life there. son was there, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. ODB's son was there. Little ODB. Yeah, little ODB. And he was pretty much just doing all of his father's parts, and he crushed it. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. But yeah, I think you're right. 10 people and then DJ Mathematics, who I thought was great to see him, too, because he's done some really great beats for Wu-Tang. Um, and he kind of got everybody like amped up beforehand, playing some old school hip hop. Yep. And Tori's B.I.G. and whatnot. And it was just one of the most high energy shows I've ever been to. It w- Everyone, like, It was an amphitheater. And there was a general pit area and the rest of it was seated and everyone was out of their seats. Oh, yeah. Everybody was standing up. Nobody sat. Nobody sat whatsoever. There was a lot of jumping around. Yep. A lot of hands in the airs. Oh, just oh. I can't get over like how ridiculously fun that show was. And one of my concerns to John before we even got there was I hope it's not just the guy playing play and they just sing the songs with the recording over it. And luckily, that wasn't the case. They all wrapped every line. There was just instrumentals behind them. So I was really excited. And it was really cool to see. And you could tell they were really into it, too. Yeah. Which is one of the things I was concerned about. I mean, these guys have been doing this for a long time. I mean, this is their 25th anniversary tour of their most well-known album. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, they all seem to be into it. Although Ghostface at the end was just kind of like, I'm tired. He's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> when, but, when, uh, when Rizzo was giving his like final speech, he just he just walked off stage like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> it was one of those shows where the artist clearly was feeding off the energy of the people. And they said at the beginning, the more energy you put in, the more we'll give out. So that was clearly the case. And Absolutely. And it made for an incredible night and very fast. Yeah. we got It started promptly at 8 and we were out by like 940. Yeah. I I get it. You know, again, I don't mean to like belabor the point, but I mean these guys, you know, they're they're older, you know, these are veterans and they just to them veterans, veterans. Veterans. Veterans, yeah. there we go. And for for me, I could just tell like they're gonna be strictly business mm-hmm. on this. You know, there's no opener. Minus, you know, DJ Mathematics just kinda getting everybody hyped up. Yep. But, I mean, he didn't play that long before they came out, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. They they really fed off of us. And I think that the thing that I really, really enjoyed about this kind of show was that the energy never let up. There was never a lull in the show. There was never a point where you felt like, all right, this is kind of dragging on a bit. You know, there are definitely songs that people knew more of than others as time was going along. But for the most part, everybody was rapping along with them, getting into all the choruses, and they played some great hits too off of Liquid Swords, uh, only built for Cuban Links, you know, so the solo projects that they have. But it was also great too as a 
huge Wu-Tang Clan fan, you always got the sense that there was a lot of behind the scenes, you know, drama that was going on, especially in the latter years of Wu-Tang Clan. And it seemed like none of them really had any kind of beef with any of each other. They really No, enjoyed. they all seemed to get along and yeah. they so, definitely didn't show it if that was the case. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that like some of the guys like Raekwon and Ghostface kind of had some, you know, I, I, I don't think they were really into what RZA was doing on some of the latter albums, like eight diagrams, but they didn't play anything off of that. So it, it was just such a very well done show. And I'm glad we did not miss it. I really would be mad at myself if I had missed that show. Yeah. I'm glad we got to go. Me too. Me too. And it was just, it was one hell of a night, man. Hi friends. Here's where the audio cuts out. So turn your speakers up. Thanks. So much fun. It's the kind of show where you wish you could relive it all over again. Oh, yes. The memory will be there because we did not uh, partake in the aromas <laughs> that were around us during this concert. No, we did not. Memory, no, we did not. And if our jobs are listening to this, we did not. Nope. We did not. We did not. <laughs> nice man who offered me treats, I politely declined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have declined too. They were kind of shady looking characters. Yeah, yeah. They looked like characters from Squidbillies. <laughs> oh, God. oh, buddy. Oh, I, I think, I think, I know it's our show, and I don't mean to boast here, but I think everybody's in for uh, some really good reviews here. Oh, yeah. I am very excited to talk about our first review, which is Dancing Queen by Cher. Oh my gosh. It's actually kind of surprising that it took so long for such an album like this to come out. Well, yeah, that's very true. And I think with the arrival of um, Mamma Mia Part Dose, I think that really pushed the motion, especially since she was in the movie and this album kind of piggybacks off that. She was only in it for like five minutes too, right? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought you saw it. Okay. So you've only seen the first Mamma Mia. Okay. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of like a surprise album, as in it's pretty much a money grab. <laughs> there's there's no reason for this album to exist other than the fact that she was in the sequel to Mamma Mia. Let's and be honest. Of course, although I do find it pretty interesting that Niall Rogers is opening up for. Her. Very excited for that, actually. Do you think you're going to go to this show? I know she's coming here to Orlando. Yeah, she's coming to Amway in January, and I'm, I'm very curious to go. I think it would be fun. You know what? I think it would be, too. I am by no means a share expert by any stretch of imagination, but I like share. Everybody likes share, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's share. <laughs> Man, how are you better at dad jokes than I am, and I'm an actual dad? I don't know. I don't, I don't get how you do it. I don't get how you do it at all. I especially don't get how. After all this time, Cher can still do it. Because this album is an interesting one. And I'm very, very curious to see what you think about it, too. I liked it, honestly. You did? Yeah. You Wow, you said that really timidly. Well, because you're just, you're giving me this look like, Adam, don't like this album. No, no and I, sorry. <laughs> I, I really don't mean to come across that way. I could totally get why you would like it. I think it. I thought the covers were fine. It's good. It's 
you have to remember it's Cher. Yes. There's always going to be production value behind her voice, the singing, the cheesiness, the style. Mm-hmm. The infamous auto-tune. Yep. And Fun there's fact. plenty of auto-tune. Fun fact about auto-tune, it actually was used first as whale sonar. Hmm. The track whales with it, and Cher was one of the first artists to heavily bump the levels of auto-tune to get that trademark kind of noise. See, folks, our podcast can be both fun and educational. That's right, for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> for the kids. For the children. <laughs> yeah, but there's, it's auto-tune ABBA, but it's mm. fun. I don't know, I enjoyed it. I, I think she covered it in a way that wasn't too dramatic from ABBA. No. Change the style too much, but she put her own little spin on it. Mm, I would disagree with that. By spin, I mean vocals. The okay. The instrumental value is all the same. Yes. There's not much difference, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was not a full band recording this, and she just kind of karaoke over it. I, I felt like she was having fun with this. Yes, it's definitely a, like a passion project. Or something. Yeah, I mean... Like I was saying before, it's obviously a money grab. This album would not exist if she weren't in the second Mamma Mia movie. And talk about some great synergy I there. I feel like if she just released this off the cusp anyway without being in it, it would still sell. Mm. I feel like she has a big enough fan base. I, I would agree with you on the fan base because when this album came out, I had so many people on Facebook sharing pictures of it. If she was not going on tour to promote it, it would not do as well. Gotcha. I think we can that I agree with. That I agree with. The ABBA Mamma Mia tour, or even if the movie didn't come out, if she was not going on tour to promote this album, I don't think it would do as well. Yeah, I think I think she has a really smart agent, and her agent was probably like, hey, you still got it. People still love you. People want to come out and see you. People want to come out and see you. Give them a little new covers and stuff, and do the hits, yeah. and go on tour and promote it. Go down to Greece, do a couple days worth of shooting, Use the rest of the time to go on vacation, drop an album, go on tour. Like, this was a great time for her to come right back into the fray because she hasn't lost any of her relevancy with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Made obvious by all the people that I knew just talking about it on social media. I was actually genuinely surprised at how many people were talking about it, you know, Nothing against her, but, I mean, there's just so much music out there now. So it's just a testament to how long-lasting her appeal is. Yeah. But while she seems to be having a good time, I think the weakest element of this album is the instruments, the instrumental aspects. It's very karaoke Yes. Very safe. Nothing really is done that kind of puts his own spin on it. If anything, the synthesizers and piano parts are scaled back. I would agree with that. The focus primarily is on her singing and the vocals. And every song sounded pretty much almost in the same key as the original ones. Maybe, I think SOS was maybe a different key than the original recording, but Dancing Queen was in the same key. Dancing Queen was almost pretty much a flat-out cover. Like a cover in the truest sense. There was one song where they changed it up, though, uh, off of, um, I think it was One of Us, if I remember correctly. I'm looking up at it right now. Yes, One of Us. They stripped it down to strings and piano, 
which I thought was a good move because those are kind of really heartbreaking lyrics. Mm. Um, and, and I believe that's off of Alba's, Abba's final album, The Visitors. And I thought that was kind of a genuine, nice little surprise on this album. But I think this album, the reason why it really works, Adam, is because of the original source material. Make no mistake, this album works because it's ABBA, first and foremost. Take out the cover aspect, and these songs are still so strong, and there's a reason why, to this day, they've held up so well. Yes, timeless. I know people who don't like pop music who like ABBA. Everybody likes ABBA. If somebody doesn't like ABBA... You're absolutely wrong, and you cannot be friends with that person. You do not need that kind of negativity in your life. By friendship. By friendship. Yeah, so I think we can jump into our final thoughts here. I think we've pretty much said all we need to say with this. If you're looking for a fun, catchy, share sings the hits of ABBA, I think you're really going to enjoy this, and you're going to dig it. And I imagine her live performances of this, these songs will be a lot of fun to watch. So I'm probably going to go. Yeah, that would be fun. If yeah. Like less than fifty bucks, like that could be cool. Okay, but that's probably been nosebleeds, I'll all right. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, you've got a good outlook on that. I like it. I'm trying to be more positive in my life, you know. Yeah, you're a pretty positive person. Positive, yeah. yeah, but that, that's not a bad goal to have. No, and with that in mind, I'm going to give this a pretty positive. Download it. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to give it a download it. Oh. I'm going to give it a stream it. I think ultimately, if you're not a Cher fan, or you are a diehard ABBA fan, there's really no reason to put money down on this. Stream it, have fun with it while it's there, but most likely you're going to be going back to the original source material. This is fun while it lasts, sure. And like I said, Cher seems to be into it, and that's good because I was afraid that she was just going to kind of go through the motions on this. But really, she's not the problem. The problem is the production behind what she does. A lot of these songs almost just sound like duplicates of, you know, your top 40 dance hits. Overproduced, just following a lot of the same cliched dance elements that we get on the radio all the time. And that's really disappointing because that takes away something from the original ABBA songs. It takes away that magic, that glitz and glamour, all that when it's taken out, just really makes these songs kind of bland at points. And if it wasn't for Cher, these songs really wouldn't be elevated to the length, to the level, rather, where they should be. She's really the saving grace on this album. And that's why I have to give it a stream. And I, I, I think it's just, you know, you go, you check it out, you have fun with it. I know there's probably some Cher fans out there that want to kill me, but I'm being honest with you. If she had mixed things up a bit with their producers, if there were some genuine surprises on this, I would give it a higher rating. You're right. It is fun to listen to. It's Cher singing ABBA. Hey, there are worst ideas out there, and there are much worse cash grabs out there. But ultimately, I'm not going to feel the need to come back to this. I'll have a good time if I were to go to the concert like you will. But, yeah, I... I really just much rather listen to the original ABBA songs. Sorry. Actually, no, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not apologizing, apologize. dang. Original ABBA songs are brilliant, man. They are. 
They are so brilliant. Like when we were listening to uh, the record that you have here, you had the gold record, right? Oh, it just it sounds even better on vinyl too, man. Oh, they're actually coming back, I think, as well. Yeah, I think so. That's that's crazy. But that's good. I mean, that's just kind of how things go down in this day and age. So, and Adam, in this day and age, there have been a lot of great female artists that have been dropping albums. We've covered... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have covered quite a few of those really strong female records. And there seems to be this trend that's going on right now where women aren't just gonna take it no they ain't gonna take it but it's everywhere yeah. it's not, it's just not here in america it's everywhere and i love that women are on the rise and we've said it again and again on this episode what do we always say adam uh, women are making the best music in 2018 yes yes sir they are so our next review is <laughs> is an artist called Marie Davidson, and this album is called Working Class Woman. Now, Marie Davidson started out as a solo artist working with analog synthesizers and drum machines, and eventually she kind of really developed her own style where she would sing, but also incorporate sp spoken word into what she does. She does dance music that's really hard to quantify in some in some respect because it could be dance music it could be ambient it could be anything and anything that she anything and everything that she wants it to be so on her latest album which has been getting a lot of buzz out on the label ninja tune which i think is a great label she pretty much kind of goes more in the direction of techno here and the montreal poet really takes things up a level, kind of making a powerful statement. Hence, the name of the album, Working Class Woman. So Adam, I know what I think about this. I'm going to hand it off to you. What do you think about this, buddy? I loved it. Good. Yay. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was a... This album was great. Like, I really, really digged it. We Good. did Christine and the Queens last week, right? Yes, we did, sir. We did. It, it's interesting that French... Women are coming out and doing all these really cool things with like the genre now. Yes. And I feel like this was like a very powerful, scary, mm -hmm. dark almost mm -hmm. album. And I just really dig the style and kind of the message she was going for. This like people have these conceived, preconceived thoughts of me, and I don't want to aspire to that. Or if I do, why does it matter that? I love how she takes something as universally known as a working class woman, aka the title of the album, and subverts expectations on it and kind of talks about the different stereotypes that are associated with it. Yeah. And then, yes, and then basically tries to squash those expectations, those perceptions that are put on that type of woman. Yeah, and she does that through just the sounds and the style she's going for. And, and there's some slight humor thrown Oh yeah, well. yeah, there are some and good humor bits on there. Music scenes, the first track 
especially your biggest fan, which is kind of like a stand level person being like, Oh my god, you're that woman in that show. Wasn't I think a rock star? Like, is that your real accent? <laughs> I go see your show, but I might not go see your show. So like, okay. <laughs> And I love the dark techno that's behind it. Yeah. It just makes it so foreboding, but it works. Yeah, it works. It's essentially a spoken word song, and there are several tracks on this album that are like that opener. And with any other artist, I might just kind of be like, eh, I don't really care for this. But I was just so engrossed with what she was saying, and the instrumentals just really helped tell the story of each track. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely think work it is one of my favorite tracks this year the second track that's on the album yeah, it's, great. it's it's just so good a mixture of both spoken word and singing on there it's just got this really fun groove to it that keeps on building as it goes along and it ends up just being a strong standalone single that i feel like if you are kind of curious about listening to this artist this is a track that you need to start out with because i think this is a good encapsulation of what she can do and what this album stands for i also really like the psychologist the after that one. On that one yeah I just always love it when electronic artists can throw in unexpected elements and then really keep you on your toes. There are different samples she'll incorporate. There's weird things that she'll do with her voices on different tracks. And then I also really enjoy the fact that about midway through the album, she kind of goes into like this kind of ambient realm and just kind of really gets a little bit introspective about herself and her role as a woman in society. And it really ends up just being kind of one of those songs that leaves an impression on you where you have to stop and think about it. I also really enjoyed some of the instrumental tracks on here too. Lara is one of those kind of tracks that just, it it, it just keeps on going and building and building and building. And it just gets more and more intense as it goes along, just never letting up. And it, it's just one of those kind of tracks that causes like you to be kind of anxious in a way. Yeah, you feel very anxious while listening to this album. It's almost you're feeling her struggle. Exactly. Like questions she's being asked and what she's being perceived as. You could see the story unfolding with each and every track that's in here. It this is the type of album where I don't know if if really any any artist does this anymore, but if she put out a music video for each and every song, the, all those music videos could be connected to each other and tell like a, a strong overall story. Yeah, all the songs kind of interplay with each other, not necessarily flow into each other back and forth, but they definitely have a similar theme and aesthetic that she was trying to accomplish here. Mm-hmm. So Right is also a really strong track as well. I like the one before too, Workaholic Paranoid Bitch. Yes, me too, man. Very me good t- instrumental track. Oh yeah, very, very good instrumental track. Both of those kind of just work in tandem with each other just really kind of melding into each other almost in a way like they just they work really well as kind of like their own standalone chapters and you know in continuing the story i keep on i can't stress that enough there's a whole overall arc 
to this album and everything that is mentioned, whether it has lyrics or spoken word, singing or not singing, or, you know, it's just flat out instrumental track, everything that's there tells something and it tells something very, very powerful. At 43 minutes, I wanted more. That's how much I enjoyed this album. I knew this album was going to be great in the lead up. I was really enjoying the aspects uh, that were being played up behind this album and like all the theming. I think it's got a great album cover as well. And I hope this album really gets the attention that it deserves. Yeah. Um, I don't have too many complaints about this album. I think I need to spend more time with it before I actually give it its ultimate rating, but this is probably going to be an album that I'm going to keep on coming back to time and time again. It does go all over the place, not in a bad way. I think everything that's here works, uh, but I still feel like I need to digest what I'm hearing more because I noticed that the first time I had listened to it, there I didn't catch everything. Yeah, definitely and, with one of those you need to listen to more than once kind of albums. Absolutely, and. She might not be for everybody because I don't know how many people willingly choose and cho- choose to listen to spoken word uh, songs, especially in dance music, which I really don't think that's a very common thing to have happen. But ultimately for me, this is a own it through and through because this is just a very strong album and one that I think is going to bring a lot more attention to her. And I'm glad she's getting to do it on an album like Ninja Tune, where she's going to get that recognition that she deserves. I would give it an own it as well. Sweet. It's one of those, like you were saying, you definitely need to listen more than once to get everything in and kind of process what you're hearing and listening to. But yeah, I definitely agree. It's a lot of fun. And if you're someone who's really into like girl power, strong female uh, messaging behind their music, can't miss out on this album. Cannot miss out on it. Highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to end up probably in my best of, like once we do a best of, which, you know, geez, we're, I mean, we're... I know. I'm like, I'm like trying to remember all the albums that came yeah. out this year and like what my best of is this year. Yeah. It, it, this album stands out. Like we talked, like we were saying before, we, we've talked about a lot of female artists really taking it to the next level. And Marie Davidson really does it on this new album. Davidson. Davidson. I'm mixing a... Mumbling up my words there. Can't, can't help it, though. Just so excited. Like, you ever, you ever listen to an album and you're just excited to talk about it? Like, this is going to be the album that I'm excited to tell other people yeah. about. I, that's just how it's going to be for, like, probably the rest of the year. <laughs> so, you, I think, have some things lined up on the docket for our next... Hi, friends. Sorry about that again. Apologies on technical difficulties. But here is where my audio kicks back in and you can hear my beautiful voice in full force. So turn your speakers down. Thanks. Do that docket is ripen for some news flash. Ha! Beautiful, as always. Oh, oh, yes. All right. Yes, I got chills that time. John, would you like a serious story or a funny story or... Funny, funny or serious? Okay, how about we do this? You do funny, serious, funny. Because you, you, perfect. You, All right. Okay. So, so, so a funny sandwich. Okay, funny. Ooh, yummy. <laughs> I can digest that. Do you know rapper Open Mike Eagle? 
Yes, I, I believe do. we talked about him on this podcast before. His album last year was really, really good. Yes. So Open Mike Eagle made his wrestling debut last night. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he was a. Uh, he apparently had some beef to throw with a rapper named Oh boy, Shilo Jones. And his gimmick apparently is being a rapper. So they had a okay. little Twitter battle and they had a pro wrestling match together. And apparently Mike Open Mike Eagle won the wrestling match last night. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I I kind of dig it. Yeah. I kind of dig it. Why not? Why not? Why not? You know, that I'd much rather hear about that kind of stuff than more stuff from Kanye West. <laughs> well, speaking of which. Oh, boy. So the next article I want to talk about. And this just happened. So it is Thursday currently right now. Yes. And this just happened this morning. So uh, President Trump this morning signed a Music Modern Modernization Act. And well, although Kanye West was invited, he did not show up. Uh, Kid Rock and Mike Love were there from the Beach Boys. Interesting. Yeah. So basically, this is going to change the way that artists are paid for their copyright so it's going to accomplish three things making sure songwriters and artists receive royalties on songs recorded before 1972 allocating royalties for music producers and updating licensing and royalty rules for streaming services to pay rights holders in a more streamlined fashion primarily by setting up an independent entity that will handle much of the work so Mm -hmm. under the act music creators will be paid more and will have a more secure way of collecting all that they're due interesting so that got signed today okay yeah all right. So very, very, very interesting. And I, and I heard it was a unanimous vote at the Senate, too, as well. Yeah. So it seems like everybody's on board with this. You know, you really don't have one side opposing the other. I don't see really too much negative behind this. No, I mean, it, it sounds all good and dandy yeah, from, from what I'm reading on uh, Rolling Stone here. But hopefully that gets fixed and artists get paid more for what they're doing and i know you and i both use streaming services and artists on there don't get paid quite as enough as they need to so hopefully this helps now now what i could see happening is that we'll end up having to pay more for those streaming services mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same thing with netflix where they ended up having to pay more for the movies that they wanted to have on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. So therefore, in turn, they had to start charging people more. Right. But a dollar or two in the long scheme of things is not terrible, especially if artists are getting compensated. And I can literally go to my phone and pull up anything in the world, really. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. I do think it's probably going to help out the big artists, really, in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how it will affect the smaller indie artists. Like... I, that that's always the thing that I'm curious about. Like Kanye West and all them, they make lots of money. They already do. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve what they've earned or, you know, any missed money that they're not getting. But I'm very curious as to how this will benefit artists that are on smaller labels. Yeah, it depends probably too if they use any samples because it seems like if you use the sample before a certain time period, you could be allocated some money for that. So Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. See, now that's that's interesting because it, we definitely listen to a lot of artists where they use quite a few samples. Mm-hmm. So that might change up what kind of samples artists really end up using and that will definitely affect one of our favorite artists, the Avalanches. So Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. This is one of those kind of things where I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I mean, it sounds good. 
I'm all for artists getting what they should be getting and getting more money for what they do. I mean, I'm very, very happy to hear about that. I felt like streaming was kind of getting to that point where something like this was necessary, especially since streaming is just, you know, the main route for a lot of people now for listening to music. In fact, I read a report too that still roughly about only 35% of people who listen to music still download it illegally. So that number has gone down greatly, but it still hasn't gone away completely. Yeah, and I'm sure it never will. But if you do things like pay artists more and provide an endless amount of things, hopefully it can get settled a little bit. But I agree. All right. Well, the last article and the one I was most excited about hearing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what this is. There was a rock festival called the Rock Allegiance Festival in New Jersey last Saturday night. <laughs> and insane clown in, in, posses. In Camden, Ju- Camden, New Jersey, Camden, too. New Jersey. I cannot stress just how much of a dirt hole <laughs> Camden is. Like, well, it is it is gross. This makes sense, then. Insane clown posses, shaggy too dope, uh, <laughs> rushed to the stage to dropkick Limp Biscuit, uh, lead singer Fred Durst, and he missed and he well well he he didn't miss he epically missed <laughs> he he hit him he just didn't do anything no it's kind of like uh it's it was kind of like a looney tunes cartoon bit yeah where, where wiley coyote like buys this really expensive and elaborate acme product <laughs> only for it to not work and then blow up in his face yeah apparently they had some beef a couple of almost 20 years ago it looks like oh my gosh but and this was kind of a revenge for it but yeah (laughs) i i cannot stress enough like usually these kind of things like i don't care about but it is just it is hilarious you don't have to be a fan of these guys to appreciate the fact that this guy goes two feet in the air to kick fred durst and does absolutely nothing to fred durst like fred durst just shrugs him off like he's like a fly or something right how do you epically fail that bad? How do you make a flying kick like that and not cause any kind of reaction out of the person that you're launching yourself towards? I don't know. But apparently, <laughs> I'm reading now, there's more to the story here. As I guess there's another wrestler, funny enough. His name oh, is the Iron Sheik. I guess he called for a ceasefire between the two guys and... Mm. It sounds like things are okay again, but, you know, you never know. What Camden, New Jersey does to some people <laughs> brings out the worst in you. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I purposely never went to any shows there um, because Camden, New Jersey is just awful. Mm. It's gross and ugly and just... I mean, I don't know if it's gotten any better since I've lived up and in And there's Jersey, some really but... good areas of New Jersey that oh, are yeah. beautiful and have some yeah. good stuff. Okay, can I please read to you who played this music festival? Okay, yes, please. Okay. Papa Roach. Oh, boy. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Skillet. <laughs> Bullet for my Valentine. Oh, boy. Of Mice and Men. Oh. Gwar. Fozzie. <laughs> who else do we know and love here? Uh, look. There's a band called Devour the Day. Why is there a band called Fozzie? Why would you name yourself after a Muppet? Walk up, walk up. <laughs> oh, and Monster Energy Drink sponsored the whole thing. Of course it did. I was gonna. I, if you had made me guess, music, craft beer, and grub, according to the websites. All right, I want to see what kind of grub there was at this. Oh my gosh! Please uh, tell me it's like 
Dorito nachos. <laughs> Baby Blues Barbecue. Chicky okay. Pete's. Little Treat. Little Trent's Treats. View details. Let's see here. Mouth-watering cheese steaks, cheese fries, burgers, funnel cake, and ice cream. Nico's Pizza and more. Place called Some Pig. Looks like okay. a, another barbecue. Chili cheese barbecue. Ugh, cheese steak. Just the classics. Oh. Oh, man. So, if the performances don't give you diarrhea, the food that they serve definitely will. I'm very confused. So, it says Camden, New Jersey, but the top of the webpage says, thank you, Philly. Are they close together? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, okay. That makes yeah, sense, then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I can't remember the exact distance, but yeah. <laughs> there's a Camden, count- South Jersey. There's a countdown clock on their website that says Rock Allegiance returns in and it's a zero days, zero hours, zero minutes. Let's so, hope. <laughs> let's we hope. don't need that kind of negativity in New Jersey. <laughs> look, look, don't get me wrong. I listened to Limp Bizkit back in the day, but I was also 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, we all were. It's okay. So I cannot put down any hard-earned cash to go see them now. I will hard pass on that. I will hard pass on that. But you know what I will hard not pass on? Ooh, I was about to say, you you, you almost lost that segue <laughs> almost there. Did. It was flying away from you. But it's here and returning on Final Ground. Final Ground. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember the commercial for Crossfire? The 90s Crossfire. game? Yeah. Maybe. Crossfire! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you had, like, little... Basically, you were shooting metal balls into, like, a spinner and trying to shoot into the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, the other guys... What, what would you call it? Trench? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. I, I love that you remember that, but then again, I remember some pretty silly... Getting caught up in the crossfire! <laughs> <laughs> I know some pretty silly 90s uh, commercials, too, like... Uh, the popsicles one the colors duke the colors remember that <laughs> oh yeah yeah i also I'm remember colorblind kid the street sharks there's a great yeah. video of vin diesel playing with street yeah. sharks it's just so pure i love it <laughs> oh man totally jawsome jawsome <laughs> well anyways going into new music here I have the new album from Swearin called Fall Into the Sun. You know, you have told me about this band. I have not checked them out yet. You what are they about? Should. They are essentially like a pop indie punk band. Pop indie yeah, punk band. Think, okay. think punk indie music, just fun kind of poppy chords to them. But yeah, they're a lot of fun. It also has Waxahachie's sister in it. Ooh. And she's very good. Okay. And yeah, I think you would definitely dig them. And it's their first album in looks like five years. So didn't you mes- mention these guys last week? I did. They had a they had a couple songs called "Grow Into a Ghost." Oh, but now the whole album, the whole out. album gotcha. is out. Gotcha. Yeah, and I finally got to listen to it. Okay, cool. I liked it a lot. Sweet, sweet. I've got the track "Tints" from Anderson Pack featuring Kendrick Lamar. Mm. What a fun track! Anderson Pack has been on a roll lately. He did a, a track recently called "Bubbling" that was really good. But this one is just another great song from him. Very much kind of sounds like a throwback album. It a uh, uh, song rather. It kind of was unexpected from him. It wasn't like as much of a rap album, rap song from him. Dang it! I, we always talk about albums, and here I am talking about a song. Wasn't as much of a rap song from him, and it just it works so well as a like kind of like '80s throwback kind of rap. I, I love it. I absolutely love this track. I think he has his album dropping later this year, and I think we need to review it. Just saying. I'd be down. All 
All right. The next, so the next album I have is Clarence Clarity's newest album, Think Peace. Ooh. I talked about the single, I believe, last week called Next Best Thing, but the full album is finally out. And if you're looking for experimental DJ rock kind of stadium style, I don't know. I can't describe it. He goes everywhere with you all the styles. You have me intrigued. It's very good. He had an album three years ago called The No Now, which is definitely a lot more experimental and weirder than this album but this album's definitely more coherent than his last one and it's a lot of fun and i think i think you would enjoy it okay yeah check it out so we talked about wu-tang recently earlier on the show and i feel like i have to bring up ghostface killer's latest album that he had dropped the lost tapes and there's a really strong track on there called done it again that actually features also cabadonna who's Mm. the honorary member of wu-tang clan this is a fun kind of almost romantic song a little bit in a way from from, uh the old school rapper and it's a really stand it's a really strong standout track from his new album i enjoy it quite a bit and i hope i hope i hope i hope i hope that we get some more stuff from him later this year when that eventual wu-tang clan album is supposed to come out later this year it's a secret one or um, no, I think it's actually a whole new one. So oh, okay. I hope this won't be the last time that I'm talking about him. Cool. What else do you got? I've got one more that I wanted to mention. Shout out again to my buddy Ryan for recommending the latest album from Beak. Although it's Beak, and then it's got a like symbol. Like I guess it's a greater than symbol. Okay, yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. And the name of the song is called Breen Down. I like this track a lot because it basically kind of calls out that, you know, people just love to listen to the same crap again and again on the radio <laughs> station and that really people need to kind of evolve their sound. Wow, it sounds like this that. was made for you. It, it pretty much is. Um, and don't tell him I had mentioned this because if he knew it, he'd probably curse me out on Twitter. But it's the band that features Jeff Barrow from Portishead. This, oh. is, this is the band that he's had. He's had this band for a while now. Okay. And I I, I I, could be wrong, but that band he had formed with them actually came out, like, say, around the same time as Portishead. So he kind of had this project going at the same time. Hmm. But anyway, it it is it is very much my type of song where it's calling out the radio for all the repetitiveness that is out there. So, and please don't yell at me, Jeff Barrow, because I know you're listening to our show. Yes. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. So that's that's all I have on my end. Yeah, that's but... all I got too. There's a bunch of albums like I have in my queue, but I just have not had time to listen to. There's I I know we say and it all the time. That's the struggle of everything. <laughs> yeah, that is the struggle of everything. Because there's just way too much good stuff I want, out there. I really want to listen to that new Caro Caro Bonito album that came out. I don't. I've never heard of them. I, Japanese something maybe yeah. I don't know I've heard it's supposed to be excellent though um, Tommy York has started to put out more stuff oh, from that, that so uh, Superia yes. album that I really want to get into uh, we need to listen to that I, I've never seen the original movie have you I've only seen parts of it and it, it is intense I've heard it's it's also if you remember the office where Gabe is like trying to show a movie to Aaron and she's like I want to do Finding Nemo He's oh, like, yeah. I have. I think we have a good compromise here, and it's that movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, apparently the remake 
is, well, maybe it's not a remake, reboot, whatever they're calling it, is really, really good, although it doesn't have much to do with the original movie. Is this the one that made people vomit? when they first saw it in theaters. Oh, I thought that was Flying Lotus's movie, but maybe this one did too. I think it was both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Yay, vomit. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's exactly what I want to have happen when I watch a movie, right? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, I will be listening to the soundtrack, though, by Tom York. Yes. Everything he's been putting out related to it has been really good. Really, really good. Very haunting. Yes. Which... It's no surprise, given the source material. So, I wonder what we can review next week, buddy. Oh, man. I, I, I feel like there's there's a lot that we could talk about. There's a lot of... I know Kurt Vile comes out tomorrow. Okay. And I'm looking forward to that one a lot. And he's coming here to Orlando pretty soon, which is yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, we have a stacked lineup next year so far. Yeah, we do. No Name is coming to the beach, him. Yep. Kurt Vile's coming. Yep. Nico Case is coming. Nico Case, yep. I feel like there's another one. Uh, car seat headrest car seat headrest well. yeah. yeah yep yeah it's, it's a good time to live in orlando sir it's a real that real good time them, man they're getting all the good art yeah. the artists th- th- thank goodness i was really hoping they were going to get limp biscuit but you know <sighs> we can only hope we, we missed out on that maybe we'll get insane clown posse instead Ooh, can we <laughs> would you go to an insane clown posse concert oh i feel like the reason why you're saying that is because you would I don't know. If I could watch it from, like, afar, a, a, a far, like a safe area, maybe I would. I just have no desire to get sprayed with Fago in my life. I would feel more in danger at an Insane Clown Posse concert than probably any other artist out these days. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just have that kind of reception. Because everybody's in clown makeup. Like, who knows what they're on. There's Fago. <laughs> Like, and who knows what else is going to be sprayed. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. That's a no pass. No thanks. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a pass. That's one of those things where it's like, even if somebody gave it to me for free, I'd be like, you, you got to give this to somebody else. You got to give this to somebody else. I would It'd not probably be, be outdoors. Time. Yeah, it would be outdoors. And like, we live in Florida, so it'd be all hot and sticky. Yeah, I could see them coming like the Central Florida Fairgrounds and like oh, yeah. Festival or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. No, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. There are some artists that I'm totally okay with never seeing live, and they're on that list. Uh, that 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 video though, man, still cracks me up. That was yeah. amazing. That video, by the way, of Insane Clown Posse, uh, Shaggy Too Dope kicking Limp Bizkit is online. So if you can find oh, it, it's great. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. That's, yeah. That that that's exactly that's exactly what we need. I guarantee you, there are a bunch of venom fans who are also insane clown posse fans just saying the crossover rate is very high <laughs> like if we were to do a circle crap of it venn diagram venn diagram yeah yeah <laughs> makeup insane clown posse venom <laughs> well they're both clowns all right at oh, least yeah. they were at least they're both they both act like it adam the more as time goes along i'm finding out all these spoilers about the movie and how did you not laugh at it the entire time? So there weren't really a lot of like laugh out loud moments. Like when you read the plot summary, you're just like, okay, I can see how that's dumb, but it's played very serious, but not in like a, really? it was more kind of like a, what? Yeah. Than a ha ha ha. Okay. Like the, I did have one genuine laugh out loud moment and it's when Venom climbs the top of the tower 
And oh, Eddie yeah. Brock is like, I'm not going down that. And he goes in the ele- next shot of him, like is him at the elevator. Cause he doesn't like heights. And Venom says a dirty word that we can't say on this show, but he calls him a it's wussy a show. He calls him a wussy. Yes. He catch my drift. Yes. Yeah. And that was pretty funny, but yeah. But even that also that... don't hate on Eddie Brock. He doesn't like heights, brah. Yeah. 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 Come on, brah. Come on, Venom. Why, why I gotta be such a jerk symbiote. Yeah. You symbiote. I apparently symbiote. <laughs> like that just goes to show like just how out of touch they are with the source material if they can't even get symbiote correct there's a stan lee cameo yeah yeah oh brother it's very quick oh brother yeah but he's there speaking of stan lee cameos he has probably the best cameo that he has ever in the new spider-man game which i can't stop don't tell me don't tell me i I won't i won't i won't i won't i i but i think you got to get that game man is there like a mission with Peter Parker where you have to help an old man cross the street and it's Stanley? <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Hey, sonny boy, help me cross the street. Godspeed, Spider-Man. When I was your age, superheroes didn't. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear he was in the new Teen Titans Go movie. Though. <laughs> he was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you saw I it. I saw it. Yeah, it was oh, great. Oh, man. Uh, I, I kind of want to see it. But if it's on Netflix, like in a couple of months or so, definitely watch it. It's worth the watch. Okay, that you'll that get you'll get some do. enjoyable out of it. That that I will do. There, just remember it's a kids' movie, and there are points where they just say "but" and "doo doo" just because it's funny to say. But like otherwise, like there's some really good like hidden jokes and a good story in there. So, hmm, yeah, hmm. I enjoy I enjoyed it a lot. Good to know. So speaking <laughs> speaking of Venom, did you see that? Um, run the jewels dropped a new venom song yes it's actually really good they yeah. played it in the end of the credits oh well yeah. that's a relief yeah i, I was i was kind of worried that like this would be the song where like for whatever reason they start going downhill no they didn't talk about venom which is probably why it doesn't go downhill oh, that that makes me happy that makes me very very happy uh but you know what doesn't make me happy adam the end of this coffee yes yeah that makes me very very sad which means we're about to end a tape right now yeah i know i know it's it's very sad but we'll be back next week stay tuned for the artists that we'll be covering here on another episode of grounds for discussion bye thanks for listening to this week's episode of g4d grounds for discussion with adam and john stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine induced antics on facebook twitter and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4D podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.